Hello, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast. Every week we talk about what's happening with our lives and with marriage equality. I'm Matt Baum. I'm joined by the lovely and delicious James. Are you the alpha or the omega? Oh, boy. I I knew we were going to get into this right away. I don't know. What am I? I I think it depends on what hat I'm wearing. You are a man of many hats and many heads. Yeah. So when I'm wearing my CEO hat, Mm -hmm. I'm the alpha. But when I'm wearing um, my my, my fox ears, then I may be more of an omega. I don't know. So we should explain, rather than confusing everyone, what we're talking about. decided to start a new life as Mombi. Sure. Yes. It's always a different head. It's Mm -hmm. not just the hat I'm changing. That's correct. We just watched the first half, well, maybe the first, I don't know, third of the movie Alpha and Omega. Mm -hmm. I don't know what made you choose this exactly. I I can't imagine. But it's a movie about, oh God, how do we explain this? Wolves? It's a pack of wolves. Mm -hmm. And it's a CG film. I don't know, but let's say probably. They They have a howling scene that I think might be a metaphor. Oh boy. So we're watching this thing and... It doesn't look good. Like, this is not high-quality CG animation. Well, it was animated by some toothpaste. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, the first thing is, it says, like, Crest Animation Presents. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess the, the movie's held together by, uh, by a, a, a dentifrice. But at the end, you won't have periodontal disease. Let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, and so, it doesn't look great mm-hmm. but it looks better than you would expect for you know some uh movie made by some by a tube of toothpaste and some furries uh-huh. uh so it's about all these wolves and it's kind of a it's it's trying to be a lot of movies the wolves are kind of in love and there's, there's this thing about goose. there's a canada goose who's <laughs> Who like a, a french accent, accent? Yeah. yeah and there's this whole like subplot about like the two packs of wolves now i'm going to describe this in a way that makes the movie sound better than it is mm-hmm. there's two packs of wolves and their rival packs and two of the wolves are thrust together. But the thing is, the two wolves that are thrust together are from the same pack, and they're already friends, and they don't really have anything to resolve. So this screwball comedy is not really screwball well, One is an alpha and one is an omega, and we know that because we are told that. Over uh, and none, over. Over and over and over. But none of their actions or the way they interact with each other really reinforce these ideas. Yeah, and it's super unclear what exactly this movie thinks alpha and omega even means. As far as I can tell, the alphas are the ones who hunt the caribou, yeah. and the omegas tell jokes. Yeah. Like, I literally, like, they tell a joke, oh. and the, the pack leaders are like, good job. Like, yes. are, are Omegas, is that what they think it is? Like, the Omegas are the comedians? Like, that's a, a vital role in the wolf community? I think that might be it. Are they Jews? Ooh. They're not. We're going to, we're going to a strange place with that. Well, so, I looked up, because I was curious. Not, not because I was curious, does this exist? I was curious about, oh, I know this exists, and let's see what they've done with it. Sure. So, I looked up what fans of the movie have done with this property. Uh-huh. And, you know, we they've found... They've done all manner of things. The usual thing you would expect. A lot of fan videos on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, a lot of romantic gazes of, you know, wolves looking at each other with their weird faces, because their faces, the character design in this movie, is bizarre. One looks like a hedgehog. Many of them look like pigs. Yeah, the noses are like pig noses on these wolves for some reason. And you pointed this out, that they do this thing that like bad puppets sometimes do, where they just don't have enough forehead. Yeah. Well, bad drawings, bad bad any rendering of a head, where the head just kind of stops above the eyebrows. Oh, God, there's more above the eyebrows? But 
Oh, that's right. Matthew can't see faces. Yeah, yeah. So it, this comes as news to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm not convinced that anyone even has a face. When Matthew draws a face, we may have talked about this before, it's like after a ghost monster gets <laughs> chomped, because there's what? no containing vessel. There's just floating eyes and a nose and a floating uh, mouth. Yeah. Sometimes ears float off to the side, but they're not bounded by any kind of structure. They, they're just floating in space above a body. Yeah, I have this sort of Picasso problem with... Because uh, oh, you're a new a staircase? Yeah, exactly. I, I nearly was last night. I know, goes up into oh that's right yeah i went to the uh i went down to cc's uh wearing my <laughs> you said cc my uh, my c uh i so we found we found this bathing suit uh in in my dresser so we were going through the dresser because james dropped a bunch of chocolate in there i dropped a single chocolate a single kiss yes. from a rose on the so grave. you dropped it in a dresser drawer and you're like oh well and i was like no 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 we, we need to find that because it's going to become a problem there's going to be a social stigma if you're going around with a smeared kiss on your pants so we started digging through this like bottom drawer of the dresser and i'm pulling bottom. these things out and i'm like oh it's like shrink wrapped andrew christian bathing suits like seven of them well it looked like underwear we we assumed it was underwear for quite a while yeah so it turns out i've had this for like three years they were given to me for a, a, a shoot a photo shoot that i was doing and i gave most of the underwear away and then uh, i didn't have enough models I had, I had more underwear than i had models so i just socked them away in a drawer Sock so it to me. uh i went to the and they're 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 cute little tight skimpy bathing suits and so i went down to cc's last night for uh uh, in the dead of January, in the dead of in January, a, in, a in, a, in a little speedo, and uh, hung out with everybody else in there. Uh, so it's fetish night, so everybody's wearing something uh, revealing. And, and your fetish was uh, what? Beach bunny? Uh, Were my, you actually a rabbit? My fetish was uh-huh. just—it's nice to just take off your clothes sometimes. Oh, that's wild! Yeah, especially in the dead of winter. Like, how many opportunities do you have? I guess you're right. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I went down, and usually when I go to CC's, I know somebody there, but I didn't know fucking anybody there tonight. I knew mm-hmm. one of the one of the bartenders who's a good friend, and so we chatted a little bit. But he was working, uh, and then someone else came over a little while later, and was like, "Ooh, it's Spandex and Speedo," and so we had a little chat. And then it turned out that uh, we both like the same kind of movie, so we wound up just talking about the Apple and Xanadu and oh. stuff like that. So that was a lovely conversation. Did you did you say it all with your butt? Did you? Y- yes, I talked your, out of my butt. butt. Yeah, he also. Um, I don't know about this guy, because he also recommended, um, what were the two movies he recommended? Uh, it was L.I.E., which I'm oh, sure you recall, is, it's, yeah. a, it's a good time. Oh, so double feature. He said he recommended to a friend a double feature of L.I.E. Uh-huh. and Happiness. Oof. And I was like, Oof. you recommended that to a friend? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, because one's a happy pedophile and one's a sad pedophile. Yeah, so they go the, well that's together. That's the thing that links them, yep. And I'm like, that's a challenging... yeah double feature to sit through well i guess we figured out what his fetish is <laughs> let's hope not but, um anyway he was he was not dressed in anything fetishy at all well he was was he wearing uh big brown glasses and <laughs> a trench coat and, and trench offering coat? candy yeah. no 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 um anyway what was i talking about oh yes yeah, so we went looking for alpha and omega fan art uh-huh. and what we found was something with um a little bit of nazi iconography oh, yeah. so that's subtle, troubling subtle nazi yeah. iconography. yeah it's just the wolves ha- standing around and then one of them's doing like a tic-tac-toe and in the tic-tac-toe he's done a swastika he also wrote uh something like rommel from... was here <laughs> well it was uh the rommel you magnificent bastard quote from Patton. oh, oh um, wow. which is weird because it's a it's a Patton quote yeah but then, what's that doing there but then it had a pop print with an ss in it that's the most troubling part that there was yeah. a logo at the bottom there's a paw print with an ss what is yeah. this movie like a dog whistle so to speak for nazi furries well i don't know what what of these elements whether it was cc's or alpha and omega or what but you you had dreams last night oh my you dreamed god a dream about a thing my dream last night okay so let me set this up 
We were going nothing better than listening to people talk about dreams. The only thing better than people talking about cartoons and pedophiles is talking about their dreams. So here's the background on this. We've been we we watched the first twenty minutes of the the OA, uh, which I always forget the name uh, because I am just assuming that the show is about open authentication. Uh, so we watched the first twenty minutes of the OA, and by the end of these twenty minutes, I was in such a rage at how terrible this show is. Yep, I. Like, I have disliked a lot of Netflix shows. Uh, We kind of resentment-watched Stranger Things. We watched the first episode of... Well, I mean, I was willing to give Stranger Things a shot. Oh, me too. I wanted to love it. the middle of the third episode, where I was like, oh no, this is not going to get better. Yeah. Fuller House filled me with an existential dread. Uh Uh-huh. Which I I think Fuller House and Stranger Things are basically the same show. I actually agree. Yeah. And so, what was the other... Oh, Sensate. Oh my god, don't get me... Please don't get me started on Sensate. So, next week, the uh, Lemony Snicket series comes out on netflix so we'll see how that goes uh cautiously optimistic uh, getting good reviews so i'm I'm hopeful well it's got strong source material it can't you know it it can't you can only screw lemony snicket (laughs) up so much yeah uh honestly i like the movie too Um, yeah the movie was fine it just i I think it was a mistake to cram three books into one movie (laughs) yes uh oh gosh i can't believe i just did a movie i mean i just did a article about meryl streep appearances and i didn't Mm -hmm. include her she's so funny she is so good in that movie oh my god anyway she's getting a uh, lifetime achievement award today for lemony snicket at at the at the golden globes oh because for because she has a pair of golden globes if you know what i mean sure in her butt so we watched the OA and I've just been stewing over how much I hate the show. And uh, so I had a dream last night. And the thing that annoys me the most about it is that everyone seems to like it. And I want to like it, too. When people like things, I want to like something. I just want to hear about your dream. I don't know what, why you got this OA preamble. In this so Netflix the thing screen. is, on my mind has been, why can't I like things that other people seem to like? Okay. And uh, annoyance that uh, at myself for not liking things. And uh, so there's, in my dream, some new show that everybody was talking about. It was a great mystery show about supernatural, paranormal stuff. And so we went over to a friend's house to watch. And it was some of our adult friends, and one of them had a six-year-old daughter. And for some reason, part of the experience of watching this show involved the six-year-old daughter standing in front of us, dressed in, like, this elaborate ball gown type outfit, and delivering a monologue where she's like oh it's so difficult to be a woman (laughs) i would love this so much but please go on i'm so tired i'm so (laughs) exhausted the challenges of womanhood weigh heavy upon my head and then she there's a twist and she's like but fortunately i don't have to worry about this because i'm not really a woman i'm an alien and she pulls off her dress and underneath is an alien costume <laughs> and she, what does the alien costume look like it's not great oh it's just like the cheapest costume shop green like um what do they call those things the aliens from the x-files and the uh, alien autopsies like one of those okay. like scaly fingered long or scaly bodied long fingered things like what the queen of england is Sure. Or, or the things at the Denver airport. Yep. And uh, anyway, so she uh, then she, she's an alien and she's like, oh, being an alien is so difficult. I'm always on the run from the FBI. They're trying to catch me. I have to blend in. I want to go back to my planet. I don't know. For some reason, I'm not sure if this was a thing in the dream or just a way that I'm retelling it now. She talked like Ursula Andress. So your first telling of this uh, was much shorter and did not include this accent. 
Okay. So maybe this is something that I've added in my delirium. And she's like, but being an alien is so difficult, but I don't have to worry because I'm not really an alien. I'm a woman. And she pulls off the alien costume and underneath is another woman's dress. And this goes back and forth like six or seven times. And she, it's, I'm an alien. I'm a woman. I'm an alien. I'm a woman. And then she's a daughter. She's a sister. Yes. And then finally she's kind of like ushered out of the room. Like she finishes or something and she leaves. And I'm like, that was great. So was that part of the show? And it was very unclear. And that's how I feel when I'm watching these Netflix <laughs> series that nobody seems to be able to, that, that, that everyone seems to like, and I can't seem to be able to appreciate. I do like The Crown, though. You just, Speaking of queens, yes. We're watching The Crown, and I like that very, very much. That's because you see yourself as the queen. I'm a bit of a queen, yes. I'm a former dentist. Shut that door. Oh, God. And then we were watching all this <laughs> British comedy. What's that guy's name? Patrick Jeffrey or something like that? What's his name? Uh, I, I'm definitely not going to be able to tell you this. No, because I have no... He's not that famous. And <laughs> bless his heart. And he's a British comedian whose catchphrase was, shut that door. Yeah. And Wh- about, he also talked about muck. Gregory Highwell? I don't know. That's a good name. It sounds British, sure. What's what's his name? I don't know. Uh, I think I've gotten as close as I'm going to get. Somebody tweeted at you about forgetting names. You've forgotten the tweet. Have they? (laughs) Did they? Will they? Did you really forget? Oh, oh, oh. oh. Yes. Somebody asked if what's-his-name is foreplay. Is it? I don't know, James. I... I have to admit, my passions are inflamed. I, I Something's feel, inflamed. Oh, God. I, I do feel energized, and and that's and that's not James making that noise. That's that's my body. Oh, my sub-vocal oscillations. It's a singular development of cat communications. We also just watched a thing with Eartha Kit, so we've got Eartha Kit on the mind. It's a revolver it, ocelot. <laughs> sure. Meow, meow, meow. So, I don't know, is it? It could be, I could just be innervated by all the coffee you gave me. You gave me too much coffee, James. <laughs> James, so we have this I tiny... I gave you a tiny cup. We have a mini coffee mug that's like, the it's, it's like for a child. It's a child's <laughs> coffee mug. And so, James gave me a full children's coffee mug full of coffee. When you know perfectly well, I, most, I can drink half a child's coffee mug of coffee. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know very how tense. to make that amount. You always ask me to make you amounts of things that, like, even children's servings don't come in. James, I'm telling you, all I need is a furlong of coffee. Yeah. Edward Furlong? Oh, we were talking about Eddie Furlong last night. Were you? Yeah. Well, somehow the topic of ladybugs came up. We were talking about, like, my affection for weird bad movies. Uh And so ladybugs came up, and then we were talking about Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, of course. Then we moved on to, oh, who's the other one? It was one of the Corys. Corey Haim passed away, and then we were talking about um, Devon Sawa. Oh, Oh, and that... The Casper the Cummy Ghost. mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Well, that came up, too, because uh, I I stumbled upon this Tumblr (laughs) dedicated to... uh, a erotic interest in the three ghost characters from the live-action Casper the Friendly Ghost are Devin Sawa and Christina Ricci. Yes, correct. And their names are something like Stretch, Slinky, and Stim? No, that's not right. <laughs> that's Fetish Night. That is Fetish Night. Stretch, Slinky, and Stim? Uh-huh. No, it's Stretch, Stinky, and Spandex? I don't remember. That's uh, Fatso. Fatso. Stinky and Stretch. That's it. That's it. And so they are the subjects of erotic interest. Who knows? Maybe by, by Nazis like them, too. Possibly. So uh, I, now, a trope I've seen on this is that Fatso tends to 
possess uh, muscular or skinny guys and mm. make them really hungry. Mm. Right? Yeah, he's got quite an appetite. Yes, and and he's he's a he's an influence. He's a, he's an eating influence on them. And does does Stinky just make like ladies fart? I don't know I what don't he does. No, if I had to guess, it would probably be that he makes them sweaty or something like that. Uh, some people like that. Uh, well, I don't, mean, James, don't yuck someone's yum. Uh, I have to yuck the yum. If uh, right. if a smelly ghost is making you fart. Uh, no, thank you. That's, it's not for me. Uh-huh. That's not for me. I'm going to yuck that. Okay. Well, you can... That gets a gong. That's uh, here, I, you... on the, here on the gong show of ghost possession. Oh, well, that's my fetish. Uh, probably. <laughs> it's so... Oh, like in Exit to Eden, when oh, Dan Aykroyd yeah. rings the gong with, with his, his giant penis. penis. That's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Rosie O'Donnell? I mean, you want to talk about fetish night? That's the ultimate fetish night. Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, a little... Uh, <laughs> what's the... There's, like, one really great line in that movie where somebody says, you're going to have to engage in a little light BDSM. Mm-hmm. Uh, BDSM and blah, blah, blah. ABDL. ABDL. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd looks shocked, and Rosie O'Donnell just hands him some candy and says, M&M? That's Which- a good joke. Which is for man and monkey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, speaking of the animal kingdom, yeah. we've got some news about Guernsey this week. Oh, it, do you want your news? I took sure. your news away. You did, you did. Take your news away. Give that to me. Oh. All right, so uh, we got some good news from Guernsey. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, so uh, same-sex marriage was approved. You'll recall, I think we talked about this on the yeah. podcast last year, uh, 33 to 5 by the, whatever their ruling body is. Right. So they've approved marriage. That's by an overwhelming majority. Yes, and okay. so it has just passed another hurdle. It's not legalized yet, but it just oh. passed another legislative hurdle. It jumped over so, the moon. It, yep. Uh, it, it squirted a bucket of milk. Oh, just like uh, Maureen's performance, that you gotta jump over the moon. Oh, that Maureen. I was <laughs> thought I thought you were talking about your stepmother. Uh, she also went over the moon. I bet she did. It was a milky catastrophe. Okay. And so anyway, Guernsey is closer than ever to, to marriage equality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure how the legality of this works. Mm-hmm. Guernsey and Jersey are these two islands. They're rival cows. They have a population of 165,000, so not a, not a lot of people. No, between the two of them? Yeah. Huh. And they are... It, this thing that's very weird, you know how, like, the UK is this, like, strange, overlapping... Yes. ...multidimensional chess game? Sure. Uh, they are crown dependencies, which means they have autonomy from the UK. Uh-huh. Uh, and they have, in the past, banned gay marriage, but now mm-hmm. it looks like they're going to legalize it. Sure. Technically... How many gays do they have? Well, if they've got 165,000, yeah. that would mean uh, if we are going with the 10% estimate, which mm-hmm. is controversial, sure. 16,000? Sure. Well, they should all uh, get humping. They should. It, immediately. Yep. Not with the cows. No. Uh, so technically, they are known as the Channel Islands, uh-huh. uh, Jersey and Guernsey. Oh, and is that what the Channel Islands are? the Channel are. Islands. Okay. And collectively, they are called the Ballywicks of Jersey and Guernsey. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Doesn't that mm. sound nice? It it just makes me feel like I'm watching something on The Crown where they talk <laughs> about all this terminology I don't understand, and that makes me feel smart. Sure. It's like Downton Abbey. So, 165,000 people in Guernsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not a lot of gay marriage is going to be happening there, but you never know. It's probably scenic. They could do some tourism or something. Sure. Uh, North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, is... Also a crown dependent. Oh, yeah, strangely. I don't it's know how that happened. a royal. They're very dependent on that. <laughs> uh, they have had, since marriage was legalized there in 2015, yeah. they have had 85 couples marry. In North Dakota. In North Dakota. Okay. Not very many. I would have expected... I mean, at least in the triple digits? I would have expected fewer. There's, like, we've driven through North Dakota yeah, several times. Not a lot. There's, like, 
nothing there. I no, no offense to North Dakota, but I mean, like, there are just long, long stretches of literally nothing. That is true. But I mean, they've got cities. Fargo has people. We've been to Fargo. Lots of nice big... Fargo's the biggest city, right? And we've been there. And There's also it's... Agnes Moorhead, isn't there? Uh, there... Oh, well, that's a possibility. Uh, Fargo's cute. Thanks. Uh, okay, they have, yeah, a, so they have a movie theater. They do with a big marquee. They and they also have Bismarcky. Cause girl, he's got what you need. You say he's just a friend, but you say he's just a friend, and he might be a pedophile. It was only recently that you showed me the video for this. Yeah, and played the song for me. I'm and not even a hundred percent sure it's Bismarcky, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, but go on. Now you've done it. It's a lovely video, mm. and his voice is. Very particular. Sure. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. Furries? I was trying to get you off the news, but go oh, on. Oh, okay. Well, I, it almost happened. You almost got me thinking about furries. <laughs> it's not hard. As I am at all times. Well, I mean, it is hard. <laughs> a penis talk. I just had a lovely conversation with Kyle Gold. Who is? He's a renowned furry author. Oh. He wrote... He's written a lot of furry romance novels, gay furry uh-huh. romance novels. And uh, he just has a new one out called The Time He Desires mm-hmm. that is at a, a fascinating intersection. Sure. It is about a gay... Well, a queer Muslim immigrant furry. Okay. So that's a lot of different things. Sure. Now, in furry worlds, so this is a world that has Islam. Yeah. But also has foxes with big dicks. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I haven't, I don't know if it, how erotic it is, but let's no. assume. Sure. Let's assume. Mm. So the fox, uh, or no, cheetah, cheetah. Oh. Uh, Immigrated cheetah Rivera? To the, yes, it's Cheetah Rivera. Oh, uh-huh. In a role that will surprise you. It would be a surprise. Is mm. Cheetah Rivera alive? in our hearts sure uh so the cheetah uh immigrated to the u.s from africa Mm -hmm. and uh is having some difficulty relating to family and uh meets a gay couple and becomes embroiled in this other gay couple and uh it's it's an awakening for everybody oh like the awakening yep uh hopefully it doesn't end the same way how did the awakening end wait is that the one that just came out about linguists no what's the awakening is that the one, it's like the story of how Serta, the mattress company, <laughs> was founded by a princess who fell asleep on a mattress? On a pee? On a, on a penis? Yeah. <laughs> the princess and the penis, starring Cheetah Rivera. Do, don't even, don't you dare think that nobody has ever made that joke. <laughs> the addition of Cheetah Rivera may be an innovation. It may be, it may be a James Morris original, but... That's my cheetah sound that's also a cappuccino maker. Yeah, or dishwasher or something. Oh, wow, wow, wow. All right, you, have to, you have to cover the microphone. I don't when think that's gonna... loud enough. Let me, I'll, I'll watch the levels. It doesn't rise okay, to the level you're right. of Pikachu. It doesn't peak. It doesn't peak. You're right. My mistake. The point is, I'm trying to spare our listeners the sound of, of you dishwashing in their ears. That's how I am il douche. I am real keyed up from all this coffee. I know, James. look at you. I, your eyes are bugging out of your head. I feel like the snake in <laughs> in Robin Hood what? with the spirals in his eyes. That's like, I not... Feel like oh, I see. My eyes are spinning around. Are you also in a trance? Are you... Are you have I said your trigger word? Are you, you're, I, you, whenever I have the 
good fortune to sit across from you and, and gaze upon your face, mm. your handsome face. I feel entranced by your handsomeness. <laughs> your hair looks very nice. Wow. I'm very inter- interested in your hair right now. <laughs> what is interesting about it? It's doing a lovely swoop. A the swoop? longer your hair gets, the swoopier it becomes, oh. and it looks really nice. Rapunzel, Rapunzel! Oh, soon I'll be able to climb your locks. Uh, you can already climb my butt hair. Um. Yes. Okay. That's that's where I like to grow it out, you see. Okay. And then I donate it to children with cancer. Oh, God. And that's my little secret. Mm, thank they, you for They'll never that. know, except, uh, oh, my wig smells like a butt. <laughs> that's, that is kind of a giveaway. It's, it was a giveaway. It was my generosity. <laughs> oh. I have no, I've never given anything to children. James, this is... <laughs> They don't deserve it. I don't know. What have they done for me lately? I don't know about this gritty reboot of the Gift of the Magi. <laughs> I what did I? I got you a, a, a ribbon for your butt hair. Yeah, and you trimmed your butt hair to to give it to children. To give it to children, and so you could buy. What would you buy me? What is what is your gift of magic? I bought for you me? a dying child. Oh Jesus! I traded the wig for the child. Okay, well, this has gotten grim. Yes, you want to talk about Coachella? Sure. So yeah, that's grim as well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so there's this rumor going around, and I think this is a mountain out of a molehill, so we don't have to talk about this much. Okay. That so the guy who owns Coachella, uh-huh. technically he owns this company called AG. His name's Philip Anschutz. An- uh, An- Anschutz. Okay. He owns this company called AG. Mm-hmm. It was pronounced Egg. What? You have to say it like that. Egg. Okay. It wasn't that Jodie Foster's production company? Kind of, but spelled uh, correctly. Ah. Uh, so he owns Egg, uh, and Egg owns Coachella. Uh huh. Are you sure this isn't like AEG or something and you're saying it's, AEG? It's AEG. Oh, okay. And so AEG reveal, uh, has been revealed, they didn't reveal this, but it has been revealed by scrutiny of their tax forms that they have been donating money to uh, to the Family Research Council and uh-huh. to groups that uh, try to discredit uh, climate science. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really shitty that Coachella money is eventually working its way up the chain and then working its way back down to Family Research Council. Sure. So uh, people were raising a fuss about this, even though this isn't news. This was People were talking about this this summer, but Coachella just release its lineup so it's news again blah 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 okay yeah so uh people are like oh coachella is donating money to all these terrible things mm-hmm. so now philip anschutz has said no uh, that is incorrect we do not support these groups and when we found out that our money was going to groups that do this we cut off our support to them so fine how do you accidentally support the family research yeah, council that's a really good question i mean i just i don't understand I mean, I can understand when companies maybe are invested in a bundle of stocks and they mm-hmm. don't always know what's in that bundle. Like, that that I can get. But how do you... I don't think you can accidentally donate to the Family yeah. Research Council. Like, I mean, essentially that, that apology, not apology, is... Yeah, we didn't know? I mean, it's essentially saying, sorry, we're just really careless with hundreds of thousands of dollars. We just uh, don't know where the fuck it's going. I, I mean, that's just insult. Like, I, I don't care i mean if you don't like where coachella spends your money don't give coachella your money whatever but uh you you, that's just a lie yeah and it's it's an insulting one like oh oopsie daisy we didn't know we were doing this thing we must have deliberately chosen to do because that's the only way it happens so they give it to family research council they gave it to promise keepers they gave it to a couple other groups that have like all these kind of terrible like things right and this all follows like those are all of a piece. So mm-hmm. you don't accidentally, like, maybe there's some one-off, someone didn't know, they just saw family, and they're like, oh, that'll look good. Yeah. But, uh, no, you don't accidentally do this. Yeah, I mean, either they are, like, super not vetting whoever gets their money, which is hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, or they are like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Well, 
And, yeah. and nothing like he's like, oh, LGBT. I'm very, we're very supportive of LGBT. And we cut off support for these groups when he found out uh-huh. uh, nothing about the climate change stuff. Sure. So, and I mean, that to me is uh, it makes more sense for them to be donating to, you know, like ultimately what that means is we're giving money to groups that are trying to keep the, the fossil fuel industry afloat. Right. I mean, it's not like they're giving nobody out there who denies climate change is doing it because they're like, well, I think the science, I think we just should re re-examine the science. I'm just really into the science. No, it's, uh, it's, it's to all support, support Exxon yeah. and mobile and all those. Uh, so, I mean, it makes sense that some like multi-billionaire is using his company to donate to those groups. Sure. Of course, that's uh-huh. what evil people do. But this, like the gay thing is, it's such a stupid, lame excuse. So mm-hmm. bleh. we've heard this before. This isn't the first time some rich person has been giving money to something shitty. And I just don't think I've ever heard such a stupid rationale. I didn't, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, if you want to cut off support and then, I mean, I'm sure what he'll just do is then turn around and do the donations uh, personally rather than through the company. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if he wants to make a show of, no, 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 we like the gays, so we're not going to uh, have it on record that we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fine. But don't insult us by saying you didn't know. You knew. You yeah. knew. You are in that chair, Blanche. Yes. Blanche Devereaux. Uh, get out of the chair, Blanche. What oh, my chair. Oh, I'm going to stuff that chair... Where so many men have been. <laughs> so, in other annoying news, mm-hmm. you remember Chuck Cooper? You probably don't. No. Chuck Cooper was one of the attorneys who defended property. Wait, is that a complete sentence? What? Chuck Cooper? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, Chuck Cooper. Yeah, Chuck Cooper from The Train? Yep, that's my new movie. Uh, Cooper is played by, um, nope, not Kate Mulgrew. Who played the mother in that? Anyway. Mm, who? Margaret Teeth. Yep. Anyway, she didn't have teeth. <laughs> so it's the terrible irony. Yep, that's the terrible irony of her life. Anyway, Chuck Cooper defended Proposition 8 at the Supreme Court, blah, blah, sure. blah. So he is now, what's his, what's he up to these days? He's helping Jeff Sessions get uh, through confirmation hearings this coming week. Oh, good. Yeah, so those friends are all together. Yeah. Turns out they're old friends. They knew each other in Alabama. Sh- they're of both course. from Alabama, yeah. naturally. Uh, and they work together at Ronald Reagan's Department of Justice. Okay. So, great. Mm-hmm. People were ready to give uh, Chuck Cooper, um, I don't know if benefit of the doubt is the right word, but they were going to cut him a little slack after the Prop 8 thing, after the Prop 8 thing, because yeah. he's like, well, I'm not going to do this anti-gay litigation anymore, and also I have a lesbian daughter. And so yeah, okay. it was one of those of like, oh, the Republican that discovers scruples when it actually affects him and his family. Sure, sure. So, okay, great. So he wasn't doing anything anti-gay. But now he's uh, working on getting Jeff Sessions appointed as attorney general under Donald. And uh, that's not going to make life better for any LGBT people, including uh, his daughter. No, but, you know, that's how it goes. So always nice to see an old friend popping up in the mm-hmm. news. So that confirmation's coming up uh, in the Senate this week. So we'll see how that goes. Thanks uh, for all your hard work, Chuck Cooper. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, internationally, mm-hmm. this is my last piece of news International for the week. mail. Yes. Taiwan. We're back in Taiwan. Ah. So there was a wedding this week in Taiwan, a gay wedding. Very nice. Uh, non-binding, of course, not legally binding. Uh, but, you know, it was a little publicity thing. This is something that happened in the U.S. Was there a big wet kiss? I, probably. Ooh. Uh, Tell the, me more about the, the men's names are Sai Yi Chin and oh. Yo Yo. Okay. Uh, one is a Buddhist and one is a Christian. Uh, an ecumenical wedding. Mm. And so it was, uh, you know, nice little, nice little ceremony, nice little publicity thing, mm. and good for them. 
Yes. Uh, So also the Ministry of Health and Welfare in Taiwan Mm -hmm. is uh, pushing forward some legislation that would ban uh, ex-gay experimentation. Why is Taiwan so ahead of the curve on these things? So the best explanation I've seen is that they've got a real robust multi-party system, and that has allowed them to engage in debate that takes a lot longer in other countries. I'm not saying that's the only reason, because heaven knows Australia has a multi-party system, and that certainly ground to a halt this this year. Sure. But, uh, you know, I think part of it it has been credited to uh, a functioning government. Sure. Which is nice. Uh, and then also a lot of um, open-mindedness to uh, other cultures. And mm. so that's just that's something cultural that is difficult to replicate, but it just happens to be the way things are there. Sure. So okay. hooray for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, also, I don't know to what extent it, it, there's any relationship to, I don't know, Taiwan's relationship to China, that they are seen as an independent, you know, that this is a country that wants to see itself as being very independent from China. And so a way uh, to distance themselves. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 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 I, I mean, this is that's a wild guess. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so, I don't know, just a guess. Uh, now, working against marriage equality in Taiwan, and just about mm-hmm. anything else, is this organization, Mass Resistance. Okay. So, they were just getting started when we left Massachusetts. Oh. Many years ago. Wait, this is, it comes from Massachusetts? Yes, Mass Resistance. It, the mass refers to Massachusetts. Oh, God. Okay. So, this was a group that was started to resist gay marriage in uh-huh. Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, which was not a thing when we lived there. It was a few years after we left Massachusetts. Yeah. Two, two years after we left. Uh, We've been fleeing marriage equality from every, state yes. to state. <laughs> so mass resistance, I mean, it's literally, it's like a bunch of crazy people. Yeah. But they're the ones who always pop up and they're like, oh no, look at all the terrible things. So they have mm-hmm. been distributing videos and booklets that have been translated uh, into Chinese and probably other languages sure. uh, entitled, What Gay Marriage Has Done to Massachusetts. Sure. This is the uh, kids have to learn about anal sex in kindergarten. Exactly. So gay marriage is now it's acknowledged in schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, They say that one of the effects of gay marriage has been transgenderism. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, They say uh, the state is spending more on uh, HIV prevention programs. Oh, no. Is that? Well, I mean, there's a few things there. One, is that true? And two, I mean, the correlation it seems like you can't necessarily draw a line to marriage because for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also hospitals are now, uh, marching in pride parades. Okay. Again, like I mean, is all, that a all manner marriage? Of, yeah, yeah. All manner of businesses marched in, in pride, pride parades. parades. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, uh, domestic violence programs are now addressing LGBT communities. And that's a problem. Uh, apparently. So I guess any acknowledgement at all they, is just being perceived as, as this is, this a, is a, a dangerous consequence. Yes, that in order to pass the bar exam, lawyers have to answer questions about LGBT-related issues. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, and then yeah. my favorite one is that news anchors now openly identify as gay. This what? is what gay marriage has done to Massachusetts? Well, I mean, on the one hand, if if that's the best they can come up with, then it sounds like things are fine in Massachusetts. Yeah. It sounds almost like a Russian position that any mention of homosexuality Mm. has this pernicious effect of corrupting children and transgenderizing them and making them uh, live a gay lifestyle. Yes. And so we need a culture where it is unacceptable to talk about. Exactly. And I think there are some people who will see this list and they'll be like, news anchors are openly gay. And like, of course, that's a bad thing. Right, right, right. Because if a child sees or or if an adult who maybe is attracted to someone of the same sex sees that there's an example of someone who's just like, yeah, I'm gay, whatever. Um, They might think, oh, I could be gay, whatever. 
It's not yes. a big deal. Also, some of the things on the list are just so laughably absurd. Like, uh-huh. according to Mass Resistance, uh, the state distributed... I love this. The state distributed a directory of anonymous gay sex bars ah! in in high schools. In high schools? In high schools. Okay. That the state... Not only that the state yeah. put together a directory of bars where you could go to have anonymous gay sex. Sure. But then gave it to high schools to distribute. I Can you imagine? I, I want to live in that world. What a world. <laughs> Like, I'm just imagining, like, the boards of education, yeah. like, signing off on that and being like, oh, good, good. This is, a, yes, a very useful thing. Yes, no, yes. you didn't include Club and, like, Cafe? And, like, it's the I, only gay bar I remember <laughs> in Massachusetts. And I want to imagine, like, a, a scenario where it's been approved all the way down from, like, the State Department of Public Health or whatever the department is, like, all the way down. And, like, it gets into the hands of a teacher. And the teacher is, like, the one person who's like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I guess if if they said we have to hand this out, gosh, I I don't know. <laughs> or the one teacher is like the eagle isn't on here. <laughs> yes. Oh, now kids, you need to understand this. This actually takes me back a bit to when I was working as a substitute teacher in a high school, uh, handing out gay handing sex? out gay sex literature. No, uh-huh. no, 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 no. I never did that. Um, but I was uh, I was a substitute teacher, and so one day I had to sub for some health classes. You had to sub for a dom. Yeah, and so in health class. So the kids wanted to know. They didn't want to know. The kids yep. were uh, learning all about uh, chlamydia and, and STDs and scabies. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody saying, uh, one of the students were, were talking about what scabies are, is, I don't know, they're mites. I don't know what yeah. you, what sort of, how, you, how to conjugate that verb. But anyway, uh-huh. what scabies is, uh, and he was like, scabies are bogus. And Truer words have never been spoken. I don't know if he means it in like they're not real or if he means it like in more of a bill and ted sort of way i imagine a bill and ted sort of way but this was years after it was acceptable to talk like bill and ted you have to understand connecticut slang was not exactly at the forefront this we weren't we weren't we weren't trailblazers of uh you know we 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 lagged we'd lagged you also had if i recall some very idiosyncratic slang within your group of friends and stuff like didn't you think the word schlong was the funniest word oh yeah it is a funny word it is a funny word schlong is a funny word don't don't tell me i'm wrong about don't gaslight me about schlong (laughs) james don't gaslight my schlong i would never dream is that the title of this episode yeah i think it's gonna have to be don't gaslight my schlong sure uh yeah so we thought so another thing yeah is that my friend Lindsay and i had this thing where we made each other laugh and sometimes when we laughed we would throw our heads back and just roar with laughter about whatever stupid thing we we're making each other laugh about and we thought it would be really funny if somebody's laugh was just them roaring the word schlong uh-huh. and so when we made each other laugh then we'd make each other laugh harder by going like schlong and that's what passed for comedy that's that's how we entertained ourselves back in the 90s well i remember you made a homemade version of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy oh my god high comedy you guys it's i don't think it's on youtube anymore i think i've I've hidden that because it doesn't really fit with some of my youtube (laughs) output these days but yeah we made we made a a home video version of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy a portion of it (sighs) and i couldn't get like the same actors or shoot in the same locations. So from shot to shot, the actors change, the locations change, and it is so disorienting. You have no idea who you're looking at at any time. But I finished it. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, maybe I'll, I'll put in a clip of that in here if I can find it. I'm not sure if I even have it lying around handy. But The dark tiling was discreetly sumptuous. Exotic devices and tastefully placed computer banks lined the room, and a stately door was kind of positioned at the far end. On the gray of the date, great turning on, 
Two soberly dressed programmers with briefcases arrived through the store and showed themselves discreetly into the office. They were aware that this day they would represent their race in its finest moment, but they conducted themselves calmly and deferentially as they seated themselves before the desk, opened their briefcases, kind of, and took out notebooks. Their names were Lunkwill and Fook. Sure, we could also put in a clip of uh, me interviewing my grandmother as a trash bag. Oh, it's so good. Blah! You guys, it's so good. James has a trash bag on his arm, and he's a worm, and he's talking to his grandmother, and she's playing Jackie O. It's so good. <laughs> some, of the, some of the best work of our lives was done <laughs> when we were 16 years old. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we peaked. And uh, booed. And booed? We Pe- peaked and booed? Peak and boo. Pe- oh, oh, that's uh, That's the name of your testicles. We know the butt is golden and globus. Uh-huh. The testicles can be peak and boo. James, what? If, if we were to make an Alpha and Omega fan video yeah. and like put ourselves in as like, would you be the Alpha or would you be the Omega? And would, would our names... would be hedgehog dog. Would you be... Oh, James, I'm imagining what? you as a hedgehog and it's very cute. <laughs> it's very cute because you've it, got little hands. Is it... Uh, okay, it's that kind of hedgehog. It's not like Hans my Hedgehog, the Jim Henson no, nightmare. No, not the scary one. No. Oh, I don't want that. That was a troubling visual yeah. time. Well, we've uh, exhausted the news of the week. And, and your coffee seems to be my coffee. Off. You seem to be... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. And also, a quick reminder, uh, you can catch me on some other podcasts this month. Uh, I'm going to be on Polygamer. Uh, that's coming out, uh, hopefully this week, should be coming out on the 11th. Uh, that's a podcast about diversity in video games and all the different ways to different all the, all the different ways that different kinds of people can have fun with games uh so that's polygamer you can find that at polygamer.net so poly as in uh, a polyamorous octopodus and gamer as in video gamer board gamer or uh, gay gamer <laughs> yes and so then uh after that i'm going to be on game bar that's game with a y g-a-y-m-e bar and so that's going to be coming out the following week Probably we haven't Maybe. recorded that one yet, yeah, so it's um, a mystery. We're, we're we're tentatively coming out that week, and uh, so on both podcasts, I'm going to be talking about a variety of things, but mostly uh, this project that we've been working on. You've probably heard us talk about playing with pride. That's our game where we drove around the uh, game. It's our project where we drove around the country and uh, collected uh, some very intense personal stories about how people's lives have changed when gay culture and game culture collide. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to have some new stuff to reveal in the playing with pride project very soon. So you can stay up to date on that by going to playingwithpride.com. Sign up for the mailing list there. You can uh, be the first to know when we've got some exciting new stories to unveil um we've been going through some of our best material and, and collecting some things and it's uh it's been a really pleasurable experience so anyway uh that's coming up anything else that we want to uh flag for people's attention james all you've got to do is jump over the moon i don't know i've been playing some games on twitch uh twitch.tv slash pretty pretty pixel pretty pretty like oh look at my my bosoms are so pretty today and pixel as in uh oh there's a dead pixel on my face now i'm going to jump out the window so uh twitch.tv slash pretty pretty pixel uh i play video games and you can send me threats and no video games and you can send him hugs and kisses Ooh, i like so, a hug and a kiss james do i get a hug and a kiss we'll see if you've Ooh. earned it if you're the alpha or the omega Ooh, uh, no uh so yeah so you can watch james pretty pretty pixel and of course as always i love to hear from listeners you can reach me on twitter at matt baum and check out my youtube channel that's youtube.com slash matt baum i've got a video coming out this week about some of the lovely folks who are still with us in 2017 it feels like we lost a lot of people in 2016 but we've got a lot of incredible 
gay icons to continue to enjoy and love and look up to and be inspired by in 2017. So I put together a little video appreciating some of them. Like Klaus um, Nomi. Klaus Nomi. Uh, nope. Howard Ashman. Nope. Uh, James. What? John Waters. Oh, John Waters. Uh, Diana Ross. Mm. Uh, RuPaul, of course. Uh, Ian McKellen and Derek Jacobi and Judy Dench and Diana Rigg. Uh, and they're not all British, but many gays <laughs> are. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, so, you know, of course, we've got Mariah Carey and we've got Lady Gaga and other gay icons like that. Barbara Streisand. Liza Minnelli is still alive. Can you believe Carol Channing's still with us? And so, uh, you know, I've got an appreciation of those coming up on my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Matt Baum. Or you can find me on Twitter and I'll have a link. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll post the video there. Is it going to be in poor taste to say goodbye, Dolly? Oh, I think that is kind of perfect. I don't know. Should I think she should be remembered for Skidoo. Absolutely. Skidoo, Skidoo. Ah, oh, that's such a good movie. Anyway, it's not. Ah! It has it has like two good scenes. It has two good scenes. When she peels out of that banana dress for Frankie Avalon. And then falls down a, a bed a trap bed door. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It's great. And then that last scene. Where's God? That one's good. Yep. Uh, the dancing trash cans have a certain appeal. Yeah, that goes on way too long. It does. Yeah. That is a movie. So I was talking to the guy at the bar last night about this. Uh, about There's some movies that are best watched on Fast Forward. And Zardoz is one of them. Mm-hmm. and uh skidoo is one of them and uh oh my god what's that one Sh- the shangri-la movie lost uh, horizon lost, i i honestly don't even know what you'd fast forward to i think there are a few good scenes particularly the uh fertility dance sure sure fertility dance is really fun to watch and then also seeing the the i'm mad as hell and i'm not going to take it anymore guy mm-hmm. sing sure that's fun yes that's fun uh, but th- yeah, there's not a lot in there. I guess if you like Burke Bacharach, there's some stuff to appreciate. Anyway, my gosh, how have you tricked me into talking about bad movies again? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, if you're in Seattle, I'm going to be hosting a screening of The Last Unicorn coming up at the end of this month. Uh, you can find more details on that uh, if you go to uh, Vern and Wells. It's the name of the venue. Are you Just allowed look. to say that? Uh, I, I am allowed to say it. The venue itself is not allowed to say it. They have a deal where they cannot advertise the title of the screenings, so they have to be vague about it. But I can say it's going to be The Last Unicorn. Wow, so, my goodness. Yeah, it's a silly, convoluted, little tangled web we weave. Ooh. So anyway, so uh, we're going to be screening that at the end of the month. Uh, you can find the details if you search Facebook for Vern and Wells, like uh, Jules Vern and H.G. Wells. So you can come join us for that. That's going to be fun. It's free, of course, and uh, all are welcome. Uh, it's going to be in Kirkland, uh, Washington. Uh, and I think that's about it. That's a lot of things to plug. So many. Go, oh, you got, you're all plugged up, baby. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go unplug a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks again for joining, everybody. Leave a review on the show if you haven't already. It's always a delight to see folks uh, leaving reviews on this nonsense on iTunes. And uh, by the power vested on me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Prophet Worms History Corner. Today, my guest is Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. Hello, Mrs. Kennedy. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I'm fine. How are you? Oh, terrific. Well, that would seem kind of strange because you are dead. Oh, that was just a little joke. Oh, I like a joke. <laughs> I'm back. Elvis is supposed to be dead. But he's really not. Him too? Yeah. You two kooky cats. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are. They put one over on us, huh? Yeah, yeah. So tell me, Mrs. Kennedy, yes. why is it that you are not really dead? Well, I'll tell you why. My money was running out. Oh, 
And I had to have that auction. Of course. I cannot live like a poor person. Who can? I never could. Huh. So therefore, I had Caroline and John John have an auction for me and send me the money in Switzerland. Do they know that their mother is not dead? I really don't know. And you don't care, do you? Not really. I didn't think so. <laughs>